If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business, especially in today's economy. But over 31,000 businesses do know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, planning, budgeting, and inventory, so you can manage risk and improve margins. Everything you need, all in one place. See why NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash offer. netsuite.com slash offer. John, how are you? Yeah, I'm Is that doing better good. from the blooper reel? Yeah, that, we're going to save that other one for the blooper woman. reel. Okay. Yeah. So, I appreciate you being on the show. I'm not busy at all. I have all the time in the world. Okay, I'm glad you do. Awesome. <laughs> so, all right. So, hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show for tonight's podcast. We're actually going to be doing a review on a Vincent Price film that came out in 1959, and that movie is... House on Haunted Hill. It wouldn't be the same if we didn't do a old classic 1959 throwback. Not only that, but this movie was also remade back in 1999. I haven't, get this, it's actually my first time actually seeing the original House on Haunted Hill. So I get to do maybe a little bit of a comparison. So how about you? Was this your first time actually seeing this film too? Yes, it was. I don't think I saw the 1999 one, so okay. it would be interesting to hear your comparison of the two. Okay. And get this, this movie actually cost $200,000 to make back in 1959. What? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it cost $200,000 to actually student make. loans. <laughs> right? <laughs> because, I mean, if you actually look at it from a 2020 perspective, it does not look like a $200,000 budget. No, that's the hard part about watching it. It's like you have to kind of get out of the mindset of this is 2020 um, in movies. And you have to see it as a craft. you know. And I think people that are into um, campy, spooky Vincent Price movies will appreciate it. Uh, Most definitely, and cheap flair. <laughs> Most definitely, there's a lot of cheesiness to this film. This movie definitely doesn't age well, which is also why I can see why they would want to uh, recreate this in 1999. Mm-hmm. And get this: this movie actually made 1.5 million dollars at the box office. Oh wow! So MA Bank for it to actually. Um, you know, for them to actually make this movie back in 1959, it was actually a pretty good size bu- uh, budget, and they actually made their money back. So I'm actually happy about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think... But, I mm. want to say this is my first time watching a Vincent Price movie, which I am very shameful about. <laughs> <laughs> Get this. I've actually seen a couple of Vincent Price films, but not House on Haunted Hill. And I'm actually glad that if you if you guys don't know where you guys can actually stream this at, you can either stream this on YouTube, which that's how Tamika and I actually did it, or mm-hmm. it was on Prime and I think HBO Max as well. You can actually uh, do this as well, where you can actually stream it. 
Yeah, they have quite a few of his movies on YouTube. Uh, I know Diary of a Madman. That's on YouTube. I, I think that's the name of the film. Yeah, that's it. Okay. But what this movie is, it's about this guy named Frederick Lauren. And he's an eccentric millionaire who invites five people to a party he is throwing for his fourth wife, Annabelle, and and allegedly a haunted house. He has rented, promising to give each $10,000 with the spectrum that they stay the entire night in the house after the doors are locked at midnight. So that's enough for your college fund right there, Tamika. Oh, okay, cool. You know, you get $10,000, you get to stay the night at a creepy house. Mm-hmm. You know, what can possibly go wrong? Yeah. I mean, I can pay my bills. Right. If I survive. <laughs> if you survive the night. <laughs> yeah. But think of it like this. If other if the other people die, you get to collect their money, too. Oh, yeah. And then he said if he dies, you get his estate. Right. Okay. So there's that little plot twist. Worth but what it. do you think of the plot? <laughs> um, it was it was a pretty good plot. Uh, it reminded me of Clue. It um, definitely does have a whodunit type of feel. Yeah, whodunit, or if you want to go recent, Knives Out. <laughs> I can definitely see a Knives Out <laughs> kind of vibe. As a matter of fact, this was actually on the documentary series that you and I were actually watching. Oh, the the Eli Roth History yeah. of Horror, which we have yeah. to review. Yeah. We will be reviewing that sometime uh, soon, okay. probably around in November, because we're already yeah. almost out of days. Yeah, we're but... booked up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but we'll definitely be able to do that. But, you know, I remember seeing the remake for the 1999 version. Mm-hmm. And, okay, the Vincent, get this, they actually had a car- actor that actually looks like Vincent Price and actually did the makeup and everything just like Vincent Price. No, why? I'm serious. They actually did that. And the character actually does feel like a Vincent Price character. Instead of... It actually shows the eccentric millionaire side to him. Like, he owns a an amusement park. Ah, uh, okay. And so they made it a little bit more updated. This is more of the Six Flags theme park. This is back when Six Flags was a big thing back in the uh, late 90s. And... Basically, he enjoys scaring the hell out of people. So, he made this haunted um, haunted roller coaster ride and stuff like that. And then, of course, it's his wife's uh, birthday. And then he decides to go on in and invite these people to this haunted mansion. Chris Kattan from A Night at the Roxbury is actually in it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he actually plays the eccentric guy who's always talking about, oh, there's these bodies that were here. You remember uh, the very beginning of the that one character said, well, there were bodies buried over here, if you actually remember that scene. Oh, you're talking about Mr. Pridget? Yeah, Mr. Pridget. Yeah. He actually plays Mr. Pridget. He actually plays oh, that character. That made sense. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see him as the kook back then. Yeah, the drunk kook. Was he drunk, too? Pretty much. Yeah. Drunk kook. <laughs> because um, another thing, though, too, is the Vincent Price character also asked him if he wanted to stay the night. He goes, not in your dreams. Give me my money. Mm. All right. He takes the money, and then at that point, that's when the doors lock. Oh. So so that's a little 
something that they did differently with that whole opening because Pritchett wasn't supposed to actually stay at that mansion in the remake. Huh, okay. But I feel like the Pritchett character in this one actually works because of the fact that he knows the background of each and every single thing that happens in every room. So you actually do need that character. I actually felt the presence of Pritchett in this film versus Chris Kattan's character, who was not even supposed to be in the house. So when you say Pritchett is like a... Are there such things as foreshadowing characters? I, yeah, I'm trying he's to actually think the of guy. the movie term, the film term for those characters that kind of can... I would... Yeah, go ahead. I would actually put him as like the narrator who's actually explaining each uh, way that someone died. Ah, uh, okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, because he did it in a, the 1959 version. He He appeared in the beginning other film right. like a, a floating head and I was like okay well first off the scream it was like a, a screech and a scream and then darkness and I was like is this film working <laughs> is my internet <laughs> not working <laughs> I was like darn internet oh okay here it comes. right and then his head pops out and then you know he's just explaining which I thought was pretty cool. He's just telling you, okay, so I'm dead. And then you're like, oh, great. That's the film. Jeez. Spoiler alert. Spoiler right? alert. I'm dead. I'm like, okay. It's so okay. I, so we're I, just going to roll I with it. Turn this off then. <laughs> but it, I, I find that pretty kind of refreshing, though. There are movies that just tell you in the beginning, you know, I killed this person. And then you're like, dang, what's going on? But it, it intrigues you more because you're like, okay, so what's the backstory? So what else happened? Right. Then, what got Yeah, right. what what got you to this point that you died, sir? <laughs> floating right. head. And then Vincent Price floating head comes out. Like it's just a bunch of floating heads going on, but okay. And then he ends up explaining what the whole plot is, which yeah. is something that I really liked. Yeah, it's kind of like when you play board games or just when you're playing video games and then you have the the narrator or whatever. It just explains the rules to you. Like, these are the rules. You can do this, you can do that, but you can't do this. So exactly. I thought that was pretty fun. Just him like, okay, these are the rules. These people are going to stay in my house. They're supposed to get $10,000. Maybe some goals. I don't know. It's up to <laughs> you, audience. And then I like how he was uh, uh, describing each um, person coming to his house. You know, like, oh, look at that one. That's Nora. You know, she's the naive, right. cute one. And then that's such and such. I don't know about him. He may crack. <laughs> what do you think? Wink. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> right. And I like that, though. I yeah. actually like that little bit of a nod, though. It's like he's describing the characteristics of each character. Yeah. And how he's going to break these characters. Yeah. basically what he's doing. Yeah. And that's what I like. I love that little nudge, nudge to him. He's like, okay, you may stay the night as my guest, but you will break. And I will crack, make you crack. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to do point. the rocket. I will crush you. No. I will crush you. Okay. Okay. I can't <laughs> get the accent, but I will crush you. 
like the Russian or something like that. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> but anyways, um, you know, I did like that whole entire thing, and that's also another thing. Comparison with that, at the very beginning of the 1999 version, you don't have the floating head, you don't have anything oh, like that. You have a black and white, uh, kind of like an autobiography about what happened. Like, you're actually feeling like you're actually watching a documentary oh. about what happened in this hospital, in this sane asylum. Interesting. So you actually do have it where they're actually showing the murders that's being taken place, what this crazy doctor did, and why it's actually condemned and why it's closed down. And I like that aspect. I like the 1990 version on how they actually did that one. So you don't like the floating heads talking to you? I like the floating heads, but it doesn't work in a 1999 kind of uh, frame back then. Okay. So if they remade this for now, which I don't think they will, but knowing Hollywood, they run out of ideas, so they have to reach back and remake stuff. (laughs) But if they remade it, how, how do you think the opening should be? I think the opening might be the same way, where it's like an um, documentary. Got it, knew it. No, oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I, th- I think it's going to be the same thing, the documentary thing, because I think that actually works better. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have to say this though, like in the opening, you know how you have him breaking down each character. Yeah. And the 1999 version, he's expl- he actually sends out the invitations to each character, and each character. And that time is is actually being explained through the characters' lenses hmm, of who they are. Okay. So you're getting a little bit of a backstory without Vince, the Vincent Price character telling you that. But I love get this. Marilyn Manson actually did a cover song for the 1999 soundtrack. Oh boy. And that is "Sweet Dreams." Oh, okay. Because didn't he do so, like a Luther Vandross cover song? I don't I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, but that's a little tip, that's a little a little thing that I wanted to actually talk about with the nineteen ninety nine version. But let's go on ahead and talk about the 1952, and then we'll go back and forth like that. And yeah. you can also ask me questions between the two. Of course. Well, I will say that I do miss that aspect of black and white films, how they mm-hmm. just kind of the narrator explains the characters traits you know like this character is or look at Lucy in that tight dress right she may be a slut <laughs> but she's sweet you know and Lucy right. driving don't know what's going on like do 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 and she has no clue that the narrator just called her a slut. Yeah. So. Yeah, but she's but you on know her what, way though? to grandma's house. Will she make it? I don't know. <laughs> and then she's like, hmm, 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 I'm going to get some peanuts. La, la, la. You know. <laughs> I miss that right. aspect. I do, too. Um, but I think the closest. Too. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Right. I think the closest thing is Knives Out, though, on that level. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. You know, but I do miss that. I really do. Yeah. I feel like that's something that we're actually missing in cinema. But, you know, um, like I said, the Lawrence have a tense. Here's the thing the Lawrence actually have a tense relationship. Frederick is convinced Annabelle tried to poison him in order to acquire his wealth. 
So there's that, where you actually have a complex relationship dealing with, you know, abuse between both parties. It goes to show you how outstretched rich people actually live. <laughs> well, I thought it was you know interesting because Frederick was talking about divorce, and this is 19, right. in the 1950s going into the 60s. Right. So... I'm not sure if they talked about divorce that much in those types of films back then. I don't know. I have I need to do some research on that or something like that. Right, because during those times, right, because during those times, divorce was kind of frowned upon a lot more in those times than it is today. Yeah, it's more common in today's time than it is in the 1950s. But it's actually unusual for them to actually have it in a, you know, 1950 in this kind of film. In this kind of context. Yeah, it's like you were talking about, which I wrote notes on what you just said about their marriage. Because I was like, oh, it's kind of tense. Like you can feel the, the tension in the marriage, but it's also a sense of adventurous adventure in the marriage too. Like we're both into spooky stuff, but we hate each other. And it was like some right. sexual tension too. Just like pulling her hair back. Right, so, that was another thing, form of abuse. I'm, I'm not going to talk about stuff. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm revealing too much. But anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, that, but yeah, that part that you're talking about where he goes, this is your party. And she goes, this is not my party. This is your party. Yeah. And then he pulls her hair back. Yeah. And you can definitely tell that he's not doing it in a flirtatious way. Oh, it's more of abuse. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and then they both were joking about you know who was gonna die, and then there was that that part where Frederick was saying, "Oh, do you remember when I went to the hospital because you poisoned me?" I was like, "Okay, first off, why she isn't in jail? How <laughs> she poisoned? And why are you still together? <laughs> I tell you, man, it's sexual tension." Like, ooh, you almost killed me. That's hot. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I'm not. You know I'm in I don't want to get killed. Crazy. They are. That's very true. <laughs> then, I'll, of course, she's probably thinking, well, if he dies, I can get his estate. So, therefore, it gives me a more of a reason to kill him. Yeah, because at first, I didn't really like her. Because I was like, oh. Why are you trying to kill him? He seems like an awesome guy. A little bit tense, right. but awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but another thing, though, too, is Watson actually believes that the house is generally haunted by the ghosts of the murders. Yeah. And, and including his own brother. And I think it's kind of funny, instead of Vincent Price giving the tour, because you would think that because he's the main star, he would actually be the one given the tour and not Watson. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I would think because he rented out this house, he maybe kn he knows a lot more of the background. But Watson is over there going, yeah, this is where I think my brother died. And, <laughs> you know, and then he gives a, va he actually gives a, the basement goes down, they go into the basement and then there's this uh, little small trap door where, there's actually a um, thing of acid that's actually there too. Yeah, 
was like, what is this acid doing in the house? <laughs> just, <laughs> she almost just random falls in, Nora, the naive right. young one. She's like, oh, I'm feeling a bit faint. Oh, and then Watson's like, hey, be careful. The acid. And then he finds uh, a dead rat in the corner and tosses it in the acid bath. And then it just magically comes up like a target skeleton. You know those right because remember Target stores for Halloween. Yeah, (laughs) because if you remember, he also says that everything gets ate up by the acid, all except the bones. And of course, that's when you see the bones come up. Yeah, the Target Halloween decor that just plopped up. Right. (laughs) We're gonna get to that in a minute, though, too, especially with the skeleton. You know, I'm telling you, it's a certain type of person that would enjoy that campiness. I I, I agree with you. And I was gonna ask you this question: What do you think about the before they went into the house? The first thing where the door just opened by itself, and there's this POV uh, shot where it kind of like goes into the house, and then there's an oh. overhead shot mm-hmm. from the stairs looking down at everyone coming in. What do you think about those shots? I love those shots, to be honest with you, because it makes me not feel like I'm watching a movie. It makes me actually feel like I'm part of the survivors. I actually feel like I'm I'm a character in that movie. Yeah, I want it more like of the door. You know, when the door opens, I wanted it to right. go in more and look around, because that's what I would do if I go in a room. I would look right to left, or left to right. Right. And then do the shot of the overhead. But it was fun. Right. And it does, and you know what, though? It makes us feel like that we're actually part of the guest, you know? Yeah, totally. It makes us feel like that we're part of that party, which is something I really love about it. It didn't. No longer did I feel like I was watching this movie. I felt like I was actually part of their whole entire thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I definitely like that. Um, but yeah, like I said, with the acid though too, you know, he uh, there was actually somebody else that was actually, somebody else's wife that was actually thrown into that acid, <gasps> and that's actually something that Watson had said. Okay, that another person. So how does did Watson come here before? Watson knows a lot more of the background of the house. And how does he... Because he heard stories. Oh, okay. You know, Mm -hmm. because he actually knows a lot more of the house and everything. He knows the majority of everything inside of the house. Okay. And, you know, I actually like how it all of a sudden... Then all of a sudden, after they show... He shows the acid. They go back up the stairs. And he doesn't go over the rules yet. Uh, Vincent Price's character does not go over the um, Frederick does not go over the rules yet with them or anything like that and also too he was also late for his own party that's also another <laughs> thing too that's a joke in there so, <laughs> right so basically all he was do- all these other people were doing was just going on ahead looking in, in the house and everything seeing what was in there and things like that so Basically, Vincent Price was just hoping that they might have stirred something up or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I see the whole film, and I guess maybe they touch on this a little bit in the 1999 version of like this social experiment, you know, where it's like the middle class, I'm going to call them middle class people that come here 
trying to get ten thousand dollars. They're like lab rats, you know, in this pretty experiment much, but of there's... a house, and you get money if <laughs> you can find the cheese. <laughs> I guess in a sense, right? Um, I forgot what their characteristics are for the nineteen ninety nine versions. Uh, version and everything because it's been a, so long since. Did they keep all the same names? Let's see. Uh, matter of fact, they actually kept the same name, okay. I believe. Yeah, they actually did. Okay. They actually kept all the same names. Okay. Now, the only thing that they did that was differently was they used Dr. Richard Benjamin as the doctor. Mm, okay. In this in the nineteen ninety nine film, okay, and you have a, a Channel Three reporter who's in this in this house that's Paul that's trying to win the ten thousand dollars, and you also have another Channel Three cameraman, James Ma- um, Channel Three cameraman as well. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, you definitely do have all the almost close to the same characters. Okay. They might have added a couple, but you know, it was it still worked for what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think about the? I guess maybe they're jump scares to everyone else, but there was a scene where Nora was in the wine cellar. One of the couple times she was in the wine cellar. And then um, I think she was some kind of way the door closed because she went yeah, in the door with closes um, on. what's the guy's name? Oh, you're talking the, she went in with uh, I know who you're yeah. talking about. She went in with him. Yeah, the dude number one. So she went in with him <laughs> and the door closed and she was like, oh no, it's locked. And then she happened to look in the hallway, and there was this ghost-like <laughs> figure. But you can obviously yeah. see that it looked like some type of mannequin on a dolly track or something moving around. Right, you can definitely <laughs> tell that was actually cheaply made yes. because of the way that it was actually rolled. And it actually makes you feel like you're a part of those cheap carnival rides kind of thing. Yeah, it does. It was like a haunted house it's, feel. Right. The character you're thinking of is Frederick. No, yeah, not yeah. Frederick. Um, hold on. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, yeah, dude, like one. you said. <laughs> okay. Lance. Ah, okay. Lance Good. is the guy's okay, name. Lance. So... Yeah, Lance and her Lance and her actually get stuck in the basement downstairs in the basement. Okay, yeah. And you know, she, at first she runs up the stairs because she thinks she saw something. Mm-hmm. And then of course, she brings Lance with her. Lance comes down. He doesn't see anything down in the basement. Then he sees his other little door opening on the right-hand side and the door just shuts behind him. Yeah. And then, of course, she gets freaked back, freaked out again. She goes back upstairs. She gets everybody to come back down. And then 
they ask her what happened. Mm-hmm. She goes, the door shut behind, uh, behind, uh, behind him. And then they try to open up the door. She said, you might need to go on ahead and get a sledgehammer or something, something that's actually strong to open the door. Because that door is not going to come mm-hmm. open. It's not. And then all of a sudden, the door just comes open. Yeah. They open the door and everything, and there he is, laying on the floor. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Good old Lance. Yep, with some ketchup <laughs> on the side of his face. <laughs> oh, no, I hit my head. And <laughs> Right? And he goes, oh, I, I think that something, I think I ran in, bumped my head on okay, something, Lance. is what he said. Sure. <laughs> and that, at that point, they said to him, there's no way that you could actually hit your head on anything because in order for you to do something, you would have to run full force into the wall. Yeah, Lance. So, of course, he doesn't. He, they could bring him upstairs, patch him up. And also, too, that's also... The, another thing, though, too, is they actually explain the rules of the game to them now. They actually do explain the rules to them. Yeah, after one person gets hurt. <laughs> right. Explain the rules. <laughs> Not before. No, nobody signed a waiver. You may get injured in this game. <laughs> right. And, well, get this. Then Annabelle probably warns Lance that her and her husband is scheming something and that she suspects him of murdering his second and third wife. His first wife disappeared gathering downstairs. The guests are told that the rules of the party and even has a forty-five caliber pistol. For protection. Oh, you trying to party favor? Downstairs, yep. they had like mini coffins on the table, and they was like, yeah. "Oh, we got some party favors." And they open the coffins, and they're like guns. Yeah, and even I forgot what character. I think it was Lance or someone said that does not that this isn't going to help oh, us. Watson. Watson yeah. says this is not going to help us against ghosts. Mm, I like take the pistol and shut up, Watson. Right, and so at that point, you're wondering, okay, is it protection against each other, or what's the story here with the pistols? Uh, if you know, because I think if you went, let's just say you, John, was like, oh, okay, I go to this house, <laughs> and the, the part, you know, you're you're in the you're in the scene with them, okay. And then Vincent Price, I'm just going to put you in the 1950s. So Vincent Price opens, okay. he's like, oh my God, look, the party favors pistols. Okay, what would you do? Would you be like, why do we need these pistols? Or would you be like, awesome. I would actually take the gun because chances is somebody might actually try and kill me for yeah, the money. That is true. So I'd rather have the gun as a self-defense mechanism against other people because even though I can't shoot a ghost, at least I can shoot somebody that might actually try and kill me for my $10,000. But you know, there are scenes in movies where people actually do shoot ghosts. And, yeah, and not in this like, case. what are you doing? Okay, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but another thing, though, too, I want to actually mention, in the 1999 version, it wasn't $10,000. It was a yeah, million dollars. that doesn't make sense. <laughs> $10,000, ooh, right. okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, in the 1999 version, they actually had it for a million dollars, not $10,000. I just want to correct myself on that. But, you know... 
the caretakers are still um, yeah. See, in I the didn't house know at the they time. were the caretakers because he went down to the wine cellar once again because they were trying to figure out was there a trap door or something, you know, with the wall. And Lance was like, right. oh, stay here. And I'm going to go to the other room. And if you hear me knock, then you knock or whatever. And like she, right. she That's sprung what doing. up and then she turned around and then you see this old woman. <laughs> oh my God. Like that scared me. Like that was that was the first time. I was like, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> like she looked just The funny thing is though that... crackheadish. And it was just crazy. Right. And the funny thing is that was actually the caretaker. Yeah, I didn't know that was a caretaker. I was like, oh, burn it, ghost. And then, and then she right, and then out the room on the dolly. <laughs> <laughs> like the string, they were pulling the string, <laughs> and then she's like, ah, and then it's like, well, I gotta go now. <laughs> but Nora was actually the one who was actually deciding against staying the night, if you remember, which. That girl was smart because she's like, you know what? I don't want to be a part of this or anything. Next thing you know, the doors are shut. They're locked in. The caretakers had already left for the evening. And that was that. she found a head in the suitcase. Which. We're going to get to that in a minute. (laughs) Okay. Because remember, we actually get this. We actually have something else that actually happens. Oh, Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. Okay. Hearing a scream. This is what I have in my notes. Lance and David find Annabelle's corpse suspended to uh, to suggest that she hung herself. But the absence of the perch immediately arouses suspicion of murder. And then Lance is confronted by Nora, who tells them an unseen uh, assailant strangled her and left her for mm-hmm. dead. So, and then in light of Annabelle's warnings... They both suspect Fidric. Yeah. <laughs> he tells her to remain out of sight so that her attacker will uh, still think uh, that she's dead to survive the night. Lance and David pro- pro- propose that everyone stay in their rooms. And at that point, that's when she actually sees the the head in there. Ah, okay. Yes. What do you think about the effect in this film? I believe that the effects don't hold up. <laughs> it doesn't have that drawing effect of like, oh my god, there's a head there. It's like, okay, we know that that's actually something probably from a Halloween store or something during that time that they actually had it's a something use. you could probably get at Party City. It actually just right, looked like exactly. a that somebody just put water on to make it look wet. <laughs> Right. And then, um, you know, I thought it was okay. I mean, it wasn't something that I was scared of or anything like that. But for the 1950s, that would probably have to be something that was actually scary in that kind of time It was period. just that one lady, which we found out was a caretaker. <laughs> she just came right. out of nowhere. <laughs> and, and then they did a close-up on her face, like, hey. Out. <laughs> It definitely gives you a haunted house yeah, kind of vibe, though. They did go, like a very cheesy haunted house kind of vibe. Yeah, kind of like when you hold a flashlight but, underneath your face and go, Ehh. race. 
Right. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean, the effects don't hold up or anything like that. I know some people are like, well, the original is always better. Not in this, this case. This is John's opinion, everyone. <laughs> Not in this case. The <laughs> You can definitely tell this movie definitely needs to be remade. <laughs> And retold and give it a better light than what it did in this one. But I'm gonna go into comparisons okay, later and go Very into a fair. deeper thing so that way you can actually yes, ask me sir. more questions. But they did have the coffins though. They did have the coffins oh, nice. with the guns. Good. I'm glad they kept that. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> kept them. But it was like in a floating water no, type we of don't fountain. Need all that thing. Fancy stuff. Just put it on the table. Right, but they didn't. But anyways, um, but what did you think of that scene? Did that did that actually creep you out, or is it like we already know that? Yeah, Uh, I was looking at it like, oh, oh, okay, okay, not like the woman, but I was like, oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. But it was weird seeing Lance. Um, cause I think the head, no, this is a different head. I'm jumping ahead scene. Yeah, this yeah. is a different. But anyway, head. yeah, right. Nora was like, "Oh my God, it's a head!" Watson, come look! Everybody, come look! Somebody trying to kill me. This is a sign. Look in that suitcase, and it was nothing there. Which the doctor was like, "Nora, do you want a sedative?" She's like, "I don't know, damn sedative." It's a head in my suitcase. <laughs> I, I know what I saw because even whenever they come in, because you think that's bad, you need to come upstairs and see this head that's in my, yeah. in my suitcase or whatever it is. So they go upstairs. The head is actually yeah, gone, and yeah, they don't believe her. Like, do you want they a think that it's Nora? <laughs> no. <laughs> Matter of fact, poor Nora is actually chased from her room into the basement by Annabelle's ghost. That's another thing that actually happens to her. Because if you remember, uh, that's when Vincent Price's uh, wife comes up the stairs, which is Frederick's uh, wife that comes up, which is Annabelle, goes up to the window where she's staying at, and then there's a rope being tossed in between the bars. And then it's wrapping around her feet. And as they're wrapping around her feet, she just, Nora just screams her ass off. And then at that point, the rope actually unties itself, and then it goes right back between the cracks of the of the uh, bars. And then after that happens, we see another thing that happens with the doctor. Yeah, so that scene, I thought that was a snake at first. Because it was the way the rope was just coming up and entering between the bars. <laughs> And I was like, oh my god, I got a snake crawling up the house and jumping. <laughs> but, you know. Right. And then, get this, then we have the doctor that goes into mm-hmm. Annabelle's room. And he's talking to Annabelle. He goes, it's almost over. Yeah, the plot thickens. He goes, yeah. pretty soon. Right? He goes, pretty soon. We'll, we'll be on our way. And then all of a sudden, Annabelle's eyes open. And we realize that she's actually alive. Well, I mean, and, she's a terrible actress anyway. Yeah. Because when when Frederick <laughs> saw, oh no, my wife is dead. And her eyes were kind of 
fluttering a little bit, and I was like, oh, terrible. She'll never win an Oscar. You see, I didn't even <laughs> notice that. Mm. At all. I didn't even notice that terrible. the eyes were flickering. So terrible good call answer. on that one. Anyway. But, yeah. Um, then, of course, she said, it's got me out of this harness because they actually used the uh, harness to actually uh, go up to where the window is. Oh, okay. I was wondering how and they so did that th- scene because it, it did look like she was ghost-like from outside the window. Right, because if you remember, she tells the doctor, she winds up telling him uh, to go on ahead and get her out of the harness because she can only do this for so many <laughs> some, uh, so long again because that's her second time in, a, in the harness, I believe, because remember, she actually supposedly yeah. hung herself. So, yeah. So, that's another thing. What do you think about it? Like, just that whole reveal of this is how we do this trick. You know how ma- magicians reveal their trick? Like, get me out of this hanging harness. Well, <laughs> I was like, okay, so that's how they're actually using the ghost aspect for this film for so take his you wife. out of the... So I'm like, um, okay. Uh, yeah. Does it the take scene? you out of the scene? To be honest with you, it okay. does. You know, but it also explains a lot of the fact that she's alive. But for that particular scene, though, it did take me out of it. I was like, I didn't even know that she was in a harness. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, all I cared about was the fact that she's still alive and everything. But I guess everybody else is probably wondering, okay, if she's still alive, how does she get mm-hmm. up there in the first yeah, place? true. So I can understand why they would do it. But for me, it just took me yeah. out of it. Yeah. Just a little bit. And then, of course, you know, that's when the doctor also tells her... <laughs> He also tells us this. He goes, don't worry. Nora's about to go on ahead and kill your husband. He goes, she goes, how is that going to happen? She's going to panic. She's not going to know who's um, who's coming down in the basement to check on her or anything like that. They're, all they're going to hear is the screams. Someone's going to come on down. And the first thing she shoots is the is the first, is your husband. Because he's the first one that's probably going to wind up coming down to the basement. And that's when she's going to shoot him. Mm, wow. Dang. So, it just like that, too. Yeah. It did. <laughs> it really did. And then Nora, Nora screams. Oh, another thing I want to do is okay. let's backtrack for a minute. Remember when the doctor winds up telling everybody yes. to stay in their rooms and everything? And then you have Vince, the Vincent Price character, uh, which is Frederick. And him both looking around and seeing what's going on. Yeah. Snooping around the house. And I like how they both can't yeah, trust each other. Yeah, turned on each other. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's another that's an aspect I was telling you about. Like, if I was to get a gun, I would actually get it for my own self-protection. Yeah, or I would, if somebody's like, let's go look for something. I'm like, okay. And then I would hit them upside the head with my gun. And then drag them in a room and take their gun. And I have two guns. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I blame 80s action movies. <laughs> 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 That's why I'm thinking like this. But yeah. 
Something hit me on the head. Must have been a ghost. But, you know, you could... <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know dear. what happened. Where's my gun? Yeah, they they took that, bad. too. Oh, my God. Criminal <laughs> ghost. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought... I like the fact that they both can't trust each other. They go into separate ways and everything. I like that part. Um... But like I mentioned, Nora does go down the basement. Vincent Price's character goes on ahead, which is Frederick. He goes down to check on Nora because she heard her scream. And then she winds Mm. up shooting him. And then at that point, you think that the film is over. It was a dramatic (laughs) fall, too, that Vincent slash Frederick had. It was like, oh, grab my heart. Buckle my knees fall on my side. I am dead. <laughs> Says me Right. Death. And then then of course, you know, then when we get, finally get the fact that Annabelle's coming down the stairs to see if her husband's remains is actually in that acid mm-hmm. in the basement. Then all of a sudden, here's the skeleton <laughs> that comes out of nowhere. <laughs> it rises up from and the acid bath uh, of doom. <laughs> right. It goes, I am the dead bones of your husband. And you're the one that killed me. Well, you know what's weird about it? You were talking then, about course, it takes you out of the scene. It it <laughs> as an audience member, you're like, wow, this is so fake. And then they revealed that, oh, I'm pulling the strings. I'm like, whoa, I don't know what to think. It's like they know that this is camping yeah, TV. That... <laughs> and they're going to show you how they do it. I'm sorry, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that skeleton was very weird. It's like rising right. up out the acid bath. It's like, oh, you thought you could kill me, Nora. And then it's like taps on the shoulder, like, come with me to the acid bath of death. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then it's right. walking like, oh. But it's like, okay. It was like we were getting a behind the scenes making of House yeah, of this movie, uh, movie. House on Haunted yeah. Hill. Which, if somebody's it's like this is how it was right movies. Maybe they're all like that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about that. Only watch maybe this is actually my second one. So, but Frederick, of course, emerges from the shadows, holding the puppeteer yeah. control After control unit. Who's the implement? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was weird. It was. He looked like he had a bunch of fishing poles on him. Right, exactly. But another thing too that we forgot to mention is the fact that Lance is actually stuck in a secret passage oh, thing inside yeah, the closet. Right. Poor Lance. The whole, the whole entire time, Lance is actually once again he is not in that closet, hero of this and movie. no, he is definitely not. And you know, at that point, you know, they wind up getting him out of the secret compartment and everything. Nora tells them that she shot Frederick when they arrive in the cellar. Frederick explains that he loaded her uh-huh. gun with blanks. That his wife and David plotted to kill him, and they, they both met their end in the vet of acid. He implies that he will 
claim self-defense and all the responsibility for their deaths will not be convicted. Watson remains convinced the house is haunted, yeah. <laughs> even though it's yeah, not haunted. What? Two extra ghosts. And then it says, right. and I'm like, whoa. And, <laughs> well, then they also have with David and Annabelle now added to its ranks of ghosts and that he will uh-huh. be the next victim. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. <clears throat> I was let down because I was, I was thinking it was going to have ghosts in it. And all you get is a is two dysfunctional people who don't trust each other yeah, that wants to kill each other and want somebody else to kill. Right, but you know what I was thinking that they were going to do with the Nora character. You know how the doctor was the one that was going to run away yeah. with his wife, right? What I was thinking was, what if? Uh, Frederick paid Nora to kill his oh. wife. So I was thinking it was going to go do a crisscross where, yeah, Nora, Nora's just acting out uh-huh. and everything and pretending she's scared when she really isn't. So my thing was, I was thinking maybe he might try and she might try and kill Nora for oh. him. That would have been a good way to do it. Because remember, this was actually the girl. Right, because remember, she was pretty much the one who was supposed yeah. to break. So it actually makes sense for that for him to do that. Yeah, I actually thought that, you know, I, that they were going to keep it where Frederick and Annabelle are just crazy rich people. They like to torture poor people. And that they, that right. it was going to be like a 13 that. ghost type of thing where they have like live ghosts that they just unleash on people. For their pleasure. That's what I thought oh, the movie was going to go. Right. And expect. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, though, too, in all honesty. And instead, it was something different. But in the 1999 version, you actually do have real ghosts that's killing. You actually have a crazed doctor that kills that killed his patients. You also have the. Sh- you remember um, 13 Ghosts when you actually had the shaking yeah. of the ghost? Mm hmm. When the ghosts were shaking, that's the kind of camera angles and stuff and shots that you actually get from House mm. on the Haunted Hill with the 1999 okay. version. And it's a lot more updated where they actually have this steel, whenever they get locked in, they actually have like another steel door that slides in its place mm. to keep them out. Okay. And Vincent and, and the Vincent Price character also says, well, it's too late now to leave. You guys now have to stay in the house. And at that point, that's when Chris Catan is over there <laughs> panicking. Because <laughs> he's got his 5000 or $10,000 that he got from him and that, just to bring those people over. That's all he wanted. Hmm. So it makes the, it, it takes the movie to it, another level when they're including ghosts. Does it follow this same right. scene, this murder plot scene? Okay. It follows the same plot. There is a plot twist okay. where the wife is still alive. There is no reveal of oh, a harness. Do, do you get to see the skeleton coming out the acid bath jumping? Oh. oh. oh no, man, there's no skeleton in this one. <laughs> no. But, okay. 
basically the hospital was oh. in 1931. And it was a Vanna Cut Psychiatric Institute for the Criminally Insane Revolt Against the Staff, headed by the sadistic Dr. Richard B. Van Cut. The patients started fire with uh, Ignov's uh, the building, killing all of the inmates and all but five of Van Kess's cl- uh, staff. And then that's whenever it cuts into 1999. Mm, okay. <laughs> and get this. They renamed the, some, the two main characters. Uh, Do you want to know yes, what they named them? Tell me. Evelyn Stockard Price. Mm, terrible. And then, then the husband is the, Stephen uh... Price. So, so that's what they were making an homage to is Vincent Price. So they decided to go with uh, mm. Stephen Price, How? which I thought that was actually well, pretty cool. Else? Listen, how is his Vincent Price? <laughs> was he imitating him? His Vincent Price is actually pretty. I'm going to be honest with you. The Vincent mm-hmm. Price that he pl- plays was actually pretty down to if the team. If they're remaking this, which I, I guess, you know, if you're doing a character like Vincent Price, okay, but I think they should have just did, like, uh, just a regular eccentric millionaire. Like, don't, don't do anything resembling right. Vincent Price because there's only one Vincent Price. Right, because then yeah. it just, be, I get what you're saying because it actually yeah. feels like a cheap yeah, knockoff totally. impression. Yeah. They're actually watching. I can definitely understand that. I really do. Um, the five mm-hmm. guests that they actually have is a film producer, a baseball player, <laughs> a former television personality, and a physician, and a uh, uh, Pre- uh, and Pretchett, which is also the uh, guy oh, okay. Chris Catan plays. So this came out before the 13 Ghosts remake, right? Do you think yep. that yep. 13 Ghosts because the elements seem similar. Do you think they took yeah. some of the um, remake? To be honest, they did. They really did. If you actually go back and watch this film, you can actually tell that there are elements of thir- where they use 13 ghosts from this. Especially whenever you look at the shaky cam, whenever the ghosts are shaking and then they mm-hmm. get real close up to you. They definitely use that. They definitely do have a big, huge thing of acid <laughs> that they have. But it's not in a yeah, trap door no or anything like that. coming out, talking. Oh, they should have kept that. No. I would like to have seen that. For the 1999 <laughs> remake, that the skeleton actually moves his mouth. Like it's talking. Like a little bit of she- CGI. Right. They do yeah. use CGI in this. They do. And some of it is very cheap CGI. Yeah. Very horrible CGI. <laughs> uh, what else do you want to know? Um... Well, how did it end? Did it have that? Because I thought the ending for this, the original version was kind of short, and it just, I don't know. It just left me unfulfilled. Okay. Um, The ending of this is very cheesy. Because uh, pretty much 
Pricket, uh, Pritchett mm. dies. Chris Kattan's character dies. And he actually opens the door for them at the very end. Oh. His ghost does. And the doctor is actually the one that's doing the killing. Ah. Like I, like I said, there is an actual ghost in there in this movie. There is the Vincent Price is also in danger as well. There, and so is his wife. Well, you see, what's interesting is like in the beginning of the film, like we said, Pritchett was saying, "Oh, you know, I died," you know, but in the film, you don't see him right. die. Right. Okay. In this one, you do. You actually do see him die. You actually see a ghost. There's also that whole entire plot twist where the wife and they is have still a scene alive. Of the window where the rope is coming in, or no? I forgot what they used for that instead. But I know for a fact the Vincent Price character, <laughs> Stephen Price, um, uh, is talking to his wife. He goes, "I know you're still alive." Mm. You can stop faking. Mm. All of a sudden, she's alive. You, you can tell that she's she. Her eyes are open, and then she's pissed mm. off at the fact wow. that he knows. Okay. Yeah, I can see that they there is some liberty to fill in the the blanks of like, okay, Pritchett said he was dead in the nineteen fifty nine version, but the audience doesn't see his death. I can definitely see how there's opportunity to fill that in. Which I think is pretty good. Right. I think so too. I really do. There's elements that I really like from the 1950 mm-hmm. uh, 6 version, but there's stuff that there's more stuff I like from the 1999 version that I feel yeah. like that's a lot and better. And if they did a 2020 version or 2021 version, maybe. I wonder what they would actually have to use to get people geared up because in 1999 they used an amusement uh, yeah. park. Hmm. So I wonder how they would actually do that unless you have to have some kids that wander into the haunted house. Not into the haunted house, but wander into the psych ward or whatever they're going to use and then they resurrect the. And, they, and then they resurrect the ghost, or the ghost yeah. just happens to be there. Like still. reality TV, like you wander into an old abandoned psych ward. Can you survive the night? Mm. And you'll win like well, two billion dollars if you do. If this was the early two thousands, I would say yes, because that's when mm. reality TV mm-hmm. was really starting to hit off. But I don't see a lot of people actually loving reality TV yeah, the true, way they used to. True. Hmm. Because in the early 2000s, the very first one that was actually popular hmm. was Survivor. Well, there's still the element that people are interested in winning money. And there's still true. the paranormal hunters out there. Because you got all these supernatural films. True. So I think there is a way you can do it. Right. And I do watch. Hmm. Right. And you know what? I actually do watch a paranormal yeah. investigator on YouTube <laughs> named Omar from <laughs> Omar Gosh TV. And then, of course, I watch mm. his friend from Canada, uh, 
as well, oh, cool. named Show Mo Sarji. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I tried. Okay. Yeah. Hey, at least I tried. Okay. I did. I really right. did. I'm I messaged need you guys them. to get on this show. Okay. We need to know about this. Okay, fans. If you guys are fans of Omar or Mo Sarge, go on ahead yeah. and do this. Tweet them out. Go yeah. on ahead. Tweet them out. Say, look, you yeah. need to be on Movie Lovers Unite. Or go to their Instagram and say, hey, look, you uh-huh. need to be on Movie Lovers Unite. And you need to be yeah, on there they, for they their They are listening. They need to for, be for on an the interview. show. Because we want to know about ghosts. And then you can talk about your favorite ghost film. And how that corresponds with your real life work in the field. Boom. Boom. Done. <laughs> hashtag Omar. Come on Movie Lovers Unite. That's a long hashtag. <laughs> Yeah, I can just see that now. We're going to need more <laughs> characters. But, fun fact, I did play, I, I believe I played Dead by Daylight again with oh. Omar. Oh, okay. And everything on an accident. It was just a, because he was a survivor and okay. I was a survivor on the video game. And I believe, and I actually added him as a friend, but he never responded to anything, but... Uh, I believe that I was playing with Omar. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that goes something. So, I mean, he owes you now. You guys play video right? games together. <laughs> yeah. See, I did save him. See? <laughs> I did save his life. These <laughs> things mean something in the video game world. When you save somebody's life, they owe you. Right. Right. Okay. But sure. my question is this. Okay, so. They made a straight-to-DVD release of House on Haunted Hill for a, a sequel, which is called Return okay, to the House of Haun- on Haunted Hill. How was that? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I was disappointed. <laughs> you know me as straight-to-DVD yeah. releases. If it gets pushed on... Dire- you know me. As soon as it says direct-to-DVD or Blu-ray or whatever, I do not watch. I'm like, nope, oh, there that's is one it. thing I have to mention, which I'm not sure if the 1999 okay. version captured the essence of Vincent Price's one-liners, but I love his one-liners. When he saw his wife, Annabelle, appear like she was dead, he was like, oh, so beautiful and so greedy. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and then they were in the room. And then they were accusing him, like, maybe you killed your wife. He's like, oh, what? Husband doesn't want to kill his wife. Come on. I was like, whoa. These one-liners <laughs> are giving me life. <laughs> so beautiful. Right? It's so greedy. <laughs> so maybe I don't want to be married now. <laughs> I could see going, well, maybe I don't want to uh, be married after tax all. Return. <laughs> like, you get tax benefits for being married, right? <laughs> Okay, I well, don't. Sure, why I not? think so. Like, yeah. Everybody should get married then. It's like a business proposition. <laughs> but <laughs> another thing I want to mention. <laughs> 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 they actually get this. The skeleton Dude, actually has an IMDb. What's yeah. the name of the skeleton? Does he have a name? 
Wait, isn't he famous? The skeleton? Oh, uh, I, I think I remember seeing Vincent a picture of Vincent Price dancing with a skeleton. It's called Skeleton <laughs> Suck. Oh you know what's funny? At work, we because I work at a university library, so we have a, a skeleton model because there's an anatomy student. But the skeleton we have, his name is Jeff Joe. So we used to, pre-COVID, we used to bring him out. He'd be in the corner for the holiday party, like the Christmas party. We put tinsel around his neck and like a <laughs> Santa hat. And Jeff just be in the corner while we like, you know, eating and playing games. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> that, that is too funny. Yeah, but well, you know what's not, you know what's funny? He has his the the skeleton actually has ooh, a couple nice, of his favorite I mean. movies listed. Okay. One night of horror. <laughs> okay. The worst horror movie remakes. Favorite twists in horror movies. Hmm. Iconic horror hmm. movie weapon, <laughs> weapons. Pace Magazine's best B movies of all time and B movies hmm. uh, memorabilia. A horror fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we should have Except him on the show. a classic horror fan. I'm going to have to. <laughs> Can you tell us about your performance of Rising Out the Acid Bath? How did that make you feel? Well, when I came to set, I didn't know at first that this was going to be an acid bath. But I was like, hey, why not? It can't hurt me, you know. And he didn't even get that either. He should have been nominated for like a Golden Globe or something. Because that performance was killer. It is rise up like apocalypse now. Like, And if you think about it, Vincent Price did make him into a character. It makes me want a skeleton, but then I'd be creeped out like, oh my god. So maybe I shouldn't have one. So I just keep remembering Jeff Jeff from work. Yeah, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But no, the name of his IMDB is Uh, called Skeleton. Does he have a Twitter? Or like a Facebook? Mm. No. This is what he says. This is what it says. His gravestone did not have rest in peace inscribed and was drifted Ooh, into skeleton okay. war fighting. Wow. <laughs> He's been through some stuff. You know what? My favorite skeleton is yeah, skeleton. Yeah, he has. <laughs> I have like uh, I have skeleton favorite. Um, like um, pictures in my office. It's like, I can do it! You know. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> all your dreams will come to. <laughs> you know. All that stuff in my office. Oh, God. It helps me. I look at it, I'm like, you know what? I can do it. I can do this because Skeletor says I can. Therefore, I can. Best skeleton performance is Patch Adams whenever he actually did the <laughs> voice of the skeleton with the Donner Party. I don't know, man. Nothing can be skeleton, Mr. Skeleton. Yeah. Or skeleton. skeleton rising out right. of acid bath. Nora, you thought you had that face. 
I like how I'm moving my head like a skeleton, but you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? For once, I wish I could actually. I laugh like a two. That's my skeleton laugh. John, you can do it. All right. Okay. Anyways, um, so what else? Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? <laughs> um, no, no. Vincent Price is the greatest. Okay. I wish he was still alive. You know, I don't understand his movies, but I only saw one. So I guess that I guess I can't really say. Right. But I've known well, of Vincent Price for years. He's always been in um Me too. Like a pop culture figure just like um Ed Wood. Yeah. Right. And you see, mm-hmm. I, I've heard of Vincent Price. Yeah. I I know who he who he is. I knew House of a uh, this mm-hmm. movie House on Haunted Hill was actually one of his movies, and I've been wanting to check it out for a while. So I'm glad that we actually did check this movie out, and I'm glad this is actually our first yeah, time we actually do seeing more this black movie. and white movies. We'll definitely do it. I've been wanting to do like Ooh, a Frankenstein, like the original black black and white movie or Dracula. That should be on AMC, right? Yeah. Boris Karloff, stuff like that. Yeah, in the original draft. It should be. I don't know. Yeah. Right. All those old uh, Universal Studio monster films. I would love to do that. Because I grew up on those on VHS. Something about black and white movies, they help you focus more. Yeah. They do. Not only that, but... HBO Max has the original Ooh, Night, of the, Night of the Living Dead. It... Their, wow. their catalog, Tamika, is amazing. Like, seriously, I saw movies on there that I haven't seen in a long time. I'm like, okay. They have the Frighteners on there with Michael J. Fox. Ooh, they have okay, the Butterfly God, Effect. Be a friend. Share your password. Okay. <laughs> I'm not giving it to you. Okay, or well, just message me. Not okay. on the air. No, this this is how you test friendships. You share each okay. other's passwords. Like you're you You had my Netflix yes, one for I don't a while. Have any of your passwords anymore, John. So I don't know what happened to our friendship. No. No. I don't know either. That's to be concluded. Okay. So anyways, um so there's okay. a couple of little things I want to actually go over. Uh, if you guys want to, you guys don't have to. We actually have a place that you can actually donate towards the show. And that's called buymeacoffee.com slash movie lovers. You can donate a couple of cups of coffee over there and everything get me jacked up on some caffeine. And, you know, that's just to keep the lights on at Movie Lovers Unite. We're also, and also to give, give us some better sound equipment. And also to to be able to do movie giveaways because I actually want to give stuff back to you guys and what better way than to, ha- than to have a digital movie giveaway. So I want to try and do that. We also have a website for all of your entertainment needs and pleasures and that is movieloversunite.com. You can check out all of our movie reviews over there. You can also check out movie news. I strongly recommend it to make a post some amazing articles over there as well. 
another thing too that I also want to mention is that we also have a Pinterest at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite. We also have an Instagram, Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite. And our Facebook page, of course, at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite. You can also follow us on on Twitter as well at Movie Lovers Unit. And of course, you can follow me at John DiGregorio8 on Twitter as well. If you guys also too, we're also about to be on Sirius XM radio pretty soon because Ditcher actually got bought out by Sirius. So I'm actually excited about that. And of course we just got onto Amazon music last month. So a lot of stuff is actually happening. Some stuff that I'm actually really excited about. Uh, another thing too is if you guys can, I'm needing some sponsors. So if you guys can try and, recommend me some good sponsors out there that you guys recommend or what you're listening to as podcasters and stuff like that too and shoot them to me at movieloversunite at gmail.com and always until next time yeah. it's been great having you on Tamika <laughs> and with that being said uh, have a good night <laughs> and tomorrow I also want to mention this we're actually ooh. doing our Sleepy Hollow review. Yes. We're having Rossi McCree back and my friend Rick yes. from the Joker on Leash page is coming back to do the review for that. Wednesday night, I'm not sure what I'm doing just yet concerned about we actually have a hurricane coming in. So I'm not, yeah, we are actually, I'm actually having a hurricane coming in and everything on Wednesday, I believe. Okay. And then it's supposed to leave out here sometime on Thursday. But it might be sooner. I don't know if it's actually going to touch down or not. But if it does, there might not be a show on that Wednesday night. But I do have to say this. We are going to, matter of fact, I'm going to have Crichton Hobbs back on the show on Friday night. uh, No, Saturday night. Because he's releasing a short film uh, for his his movie that he actually did just for Facebook. And that is called Blinded by Darkness. Okay. Go crying. So that's, yes, yeah. he's been busy. I'm going to yeah, give the so guy crying. props. The dude has been busy. Um, another thing that I also want to mention we're actually going to do a YouTube Ooh, okay. live show for that at seven o'clock. Yeah, seven o'clock Central Time, eight o'clock Eastern Time. I want uh-huh. you to be able to watch that and everything too. In case you want, might oh, want to come to pop on the show if oh. you got if you can. Oh, I thought you can't. I understand. Yeah, yeah. I was getting it too. I'm like, ooh, no. But I do want you guys too to turn tune in and get into the chat area oh, if okay. you want to ask cool. right, any questions so that you might have for them. Cool. So and then Thursday you have okay. a review be awesome. with the fabulous Tamika slash sometimes Skeletor. Yes, I do. <laughs> Yes, for our yes. Rob Zombie Halloween yes. Love it. 2007 remake. I can't so, wait either. Which I cannot wait to talk about. Yes, Rob Zombie. This is going to be great. <laughs> oh, I thought he would be coming over. By the way, he is coming over with a new album. <laughs> no. Oh, by the way, he <laughs> is wish. coming on the show. <laughs> Tweet out to Rob Zombie and say that you. <laughs> You know what? Tweet out to Rob Zombie as well. Tell him that he needs to be on Movie Loving Tonight as well. Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. Quit living in the back of your Dragula. (laughs) We'll buy you coffee. (laughs) But anyways. (laughs) What? (laughs) 
<laughs> maybe Rod's on the like, No, no, I'm good. I'm good. But always until the... okay. I'm sure he does. He might actually have his own brew because oh, he yeah. he is a vegan, so well, you know, he might actually ha- drink coffee. coffee. Okay. Okay. So as always, until next time, guys, <laughs> it's right. been a pleasure. Well, Thank you, Tamika, for coming man. on the show. I do appreciate you. <laughs>